The blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no holds barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, John Spees. I'm your co host, Adam Spees. And today we are continuing our Kawato Finals round here in our 2022 patron tournament. In one corner, I think I can, I think I can. Come on, ride the train. And ride it. It's Josh the Wonder Kid Wenrich. Choo choo. <laughs> All aboard. Josh, remind the folks at home a little bit about you. Hey, guys. Uh, I live in Virginia right now. I'm a Leo who likes Middle Eastern food, running marathons, and I brew my own kombucha. That's me. <laughs> hippie. You're such a hippie. <laughs> in the other corner, he'll make your heart swell while he makes your brain melt. It's Jeremy my Goodson. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Listen, we're starting to I, run I, out of stuff for Jeremy. So, yeah, I don't even know what to say about that. Jeremy, remind the folks at home a little bit about you. Uh, I am Jeremy. I am uh, out of Chicago, Illinois. I'm an IT tech uh, trivia host, streamer, dad, father. Well, dad, husband, <laughs> dad, <ain't> dad, father. <laughs> <laughs> to the other one, you're a father. One of them, you're a dad. It's been a long day at work. All right. <laughs> I, I have a question for you. Is your zip code 60652? No. Oh, that's, I, is, is that a Chicago a zip code? 60652 is in the Chicago area. I couldn't tell you what town uh, okay. for sure. I and I the only reason I know that because I always think of it. Scruff, McGruff, Chicago, Illinois, 60652. There was like a, you know, remember Scruff, McGruff, the crime dog? Oh, yeah. There was uh, a little so, jingle. And that for some reason, I will always remember the zip code to Chicago, or at least to that to that uh, yeah, area. Chicago has a bunch of zip codes, so it is city limits then if it was Chicago, Illinois, 60652. But I couldn't tell you what area. Uh, okay, fine. Lame. <laughs> All right, folks, <laughs> let's learn how to play the game. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, before we get started, I, of course, want to know our contenders uh, just a little bit better. And as uh, those of you who listen to this know, uh, Adam and I are are big comic book fans. Um, So, gentlemen, I want to know, who is your favorite DC superhero who is not one of the big three? Who are the big three? Remind me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my wow. God. Yeah, say so which ones do you consider? I, I'm going over these superheroes in my head. Okay, I, I'm sure it's Batman and Superman. Oh, Wonder Woman? I'm a Superman. Bat- <laughs> Batman. Batman, Superman, yeah. and Wonder Woman are the big okay. three. 
Uh, I, I, I had to think about that. I'm like, does he mean Wonder Woman or like, is he not going Batman Superman and his big three are like <laughs> some uh, offshoots? I'm right. so disappointed. Yeah, this is this is sad. Not not the group to ask, I guess. <laughs> well, uh, I'll go first. Uh, I'll just go out with, you know, the Flash. I like to run and, uh, you know, I think he's a pretty good runner. So that's who that's who I choose. The Flash. OK. Uh, man, that's a tough one because I, I really enjoy The Flash. Uh, I, I've loved the comics for years, and the TV show has been fantastic. We won't talk about the current uh, movie version of The Flash because he's a complete dickbag. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> people. Yeah. So, uh, when, Jeremy, when you say the TV show, are you talking about the current one or the really great 1980s version? <laughs> no, uh, gross. The, I've seen the. I think it was 90s. Uh, the, well, it might have been the early 90s. But he actually plays uh, Grant Gustin, who plays uh, Barry on The Flash. Uh, he plays his dad on the show. And I, he's, his name is escaping me all of a sudden, but the guy who played him in the 90s uh, is his dad on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, huh, I'm, I'm debating between two, and I think I'm going to go uh, Green Arrow. Okay. Uh, the correct answer to the question uh, would have been the question. Uh, one of my favorite uh, DC heroes, but given the two, running does nothing for me, and I love a good bow and arrow. So the green arrow is going to get to pick first here in round one. Okay. All right, Jeremy, what category would you like? Ah, uh, it's probably nobody's surprise. Let's start off with uh, toys and games. Toys and games. Decade is the '80s. Designed by Hasbro's Play School division in 1982. What plush annelid toy with a vinyl head would light up when you squeezed the body? Oh, uh, God. I, I'm pretty sure I had one of these as a kid, and I'm trying to remember what it was called. It was, uh, I think it was a, I, I, okay. I think it was in a green onesie, and I think it's called a glowworm. Glowworm is correct. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally had one of those when I was like a baby. All right, over to Josh. What category would you like to start with? Uh, I'll go with movies, please. Okay. Your decade is the 60s. All right, and this question is brought to us by my son, Avery. In 1968, the Beatles made the movie Yellow Submarine, which included the songs Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, With a Little Help from My Friends, and A Day in the Life. In the film, the boys save the people of what land from the Blue Meanies? <sighs> Yeah. How old's your son? He is 12. <laughs> okay. Um yeah, I uh I've never seen I've never seen uh this movie. So, uh I'll shoot out the answer, you know, Purple People Eater. Purple People Eater is incorrect. Jeremy, can you steal? Well, I saw this movie one time when I was in high school. Um, I may or may not have been uh, under the influence of a certain green plant. Uh, <laughs> Much like the Beatles, I, they were probably yeah. into even some more other plants that they were. Oh, know. I'm sure they were into way more stuff. I think, and this could be my memory serving me wrong. I believe it was called Pepperland. Pepperland is correct. Wow. Good. The clue was in. All the songs that I listed were all off of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. All right. My son will be happy that uh, that one was chosen. All right. Jeremy, you got the steal, and you get to pick the next category. Let's go TV. Okay. It is the 2000s. 
What actor starred as Kenny Powers, a burned-out major leaguer who returns to his hometown to teach P.E. in Eastbound and Down? <laughs> Great show. Uh, I believe it's Danny McBride. Danny McBride is correct. Yep. Phenomenal show. All right, Josh, let's, uh, let's get you some points. What category would you like? How about news and politics? <laughs> Decade is again the 60s. I'm sorry. <laughs> In what country did a literary and cultural movement start by a group of writers and painters who called themselves the Hungrialists? The band of writers, such as Debbie Roy and Malay Chowdhury, wanted to change virtually everything and were arrested with several cases filed against them on various charges. They ultimately won these cases. Can you, uh, what was the term again? Hungrialists. Uh, can you spell that? I can spell it. Yes, I can. H U N. G-R-Y, like hungry, A-L-I-S-T-S, hungry Alice. Okay. And uh, the names were something Chowdhury and who else? Debbie Roy and Malay Chowdhury. Well, you know, being an English major, you'd think I would have heard of any of these terms, but I'm not, or either writers either. So, uh, wow. I will shoot for India. India is correct. Wow. Well done. All right. Josh is on the board, and now we're back to Jeremy. Uh, let's go with music. Music. Decade is again the 2000s. <laughs> All right. This is a question I like to call Shakespeare a song. Yes. <laughs> I took the lyrics from a popular 2001 song and Shakespeare them up, and you need to tell me the name of the song. I am not joyous. I'm humor fain. I did get sunshine in a container. I'm bootless, but not for longeth. The future draweth near. This is not as easy as the uh, last one, G-Vast. Can I get that one more time? Mm-hmm. I am not joyous. I'm humor fain. I did get sunshine in a container. I'm bootless, but not for longeth. The future draweth near. The sunshine in a container is really sticking out to me, and I'm trying to place where that would fall into a song. This was 2000s? 2001, yes. 2001, okay. Ah, I'm not getting anything out of this. Um, 2001, let's see, what's around that time? Let's go, um, this is going to be completely wrong. Let's do uh, God, 2001. It's completely wrong. I'll say Dirty Little Secret by the All-American Rejects. Dirty Little Secret is incorrect. Dirty little Secret. Josh, can you steal? Oh, wow, this yeah, this is this is pretty difficult. Can you repeat one more time, please? Sure. I am not joyous. I'm humor fain. I did get sunshine in a container. I'm bootless, but not for longeth. The future draweth near. Yeah. Just clicked. Uh, um, I'm not sure. This I think this song is around that time, but I can't seem to get off of it. Maybe it's the way it's just written, but I'm going to go with I'm Like a Bird by Nelly Furtado. I'm Like a Bird is also incorrect. Uh, Adam, do you know this one? 
Well, it's, it's without question the gorillas. My yeah. problem is I can't oh, remember. It's I'm not it happy. Clicks. I'm feeling bad. I got sunshine in a bag. Future. And I can't remember. Is that yeah. Clint Eastwood or Feel Good Inc. Or it's Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. And it yeah. totally Clint clicked Eastwood. after he read it for the yeah. third time. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I was so busy focusing on the sunshine. I just got that for not for long. And it would have had it. All right. Well, tripped you all up in that one. And I don't know where we are. We're back to Josh. Yeah, we're back to Josh. Okay. Uh, Can I do literature? You can. No, you can't. You got to say it right. (laughs) Oh, may I have literature? You may, sir. (laughs) You may. And your decade, Jesus. It's the 60s. (laughs) (laughs) Adopted into an Academy Award-winning film, what 1963 Charles Webb novel details the life of Benjamin Braddock, who finishes college and moves home to his parents' house, only to have an affair with the wife of his father's business partner? Oh, here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. I think this is a graduate. The graduate (laughs) is correct. All right, and we are back over to Jeremy. Left we have sports, fashion, slang, and food. Let's go slang. You didn't sound confident in that one, but nope. Your decade is the 80s. This 80s slang term has nothing to do with being overweight, but describes something as exceptional. Oh, man. Nothing to do with being overweight. Is that really the 80s? I'm going to go fat, P-H-A-T. Fat, P-H-A-T, is correct. I thought that was 90s. Every slang you know probably started the decade before. That's the one thing I've learned from doing this research <laughs> is the slang always started way earlier than you think it did. Yeah. All right. Josh. Uh, let's see. We've got food, fashion, or sports left. Um, let's, well, let's go sports. Okay. It's not the 60s. <laughs> it's the 50s. 50s. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, this question is brought to us by Jamie Toon. Oh, nice. What was the only year between 1950 and 1959 that didn't see either the New York Yankees or the Brooklyn slash L.A. Dodgers win? Or alternatively, name either team that won. Well, uh, I know it wasn't either the Cubs or the Red Sox. So, you know, I got, what, 28 teams left to pick here? Uh <laughs> Or you got a, a, a one or in a year, nine, one, yeah, in, one in nine chance. Yeah. One in nine chance. I guess one in ten. Yeah, I mean my baseball history is muddled. I mean I'm trying to think of Pittsburgh Pirates shot heard around the world, but I think that was in the '60s, and I don't know if that was. Uh, I don't know if that was in the World Series or just the NL Championship. Um, I feel I'm going to go with the team. Uh, I don't know because a year I think it'd just purely be a guess. Uh, I'll I'll say the Pittsburgh Pirates. Hopefully, uh, one one of those years. The Pirates is incorrect. Jeremy, can you steal? Don't know if I can. Um, well, like I said, I know it wasn't the Cubs, <laughs> as a lifelong Cubs fan. Um, but I know the Sox won, I feel, around then. Either that or it was just maybe they won the American League Championship because I've seen the banner. So I'm just going to say the White Sox. 
the White Sox is also incorrect. Yeah. Uh, the year was 1954, and it was the Giants and the Indians. So tough question there by Jamie Toon. And uh, Jeremy, where to you? We got fashion and food. Let's go food. Okay. Your decade is the 70s. A very popular dish of the 1970s was beef wellington. A filet of beef tenderloin coated with pâté de foie gras and a duck cell all wrapped up in a puff pastry. What vegetable that's technically not a plant is the main ingredient in a duck cell? Duck cell? I'm trying to remember what's in a beef wellington. I've watched a lot of like Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> I'm definitely flexing my culinary school experience with this question. I'm trying to think of what goes into it. Duck cell. I've heard this word before. Obviously, probably from watching these cooking shows. All right. I'm going to take a guess of what I think I remember being in there. And it's the only, uh, it makes sense, vegetable, not a plant, because it would be a fungi if it is what I think it is. I'm going to say mushroom. Mushroom is correct. It is uh, basically a minced up mushroom is what a duck okay. cell is into like a paste. All right. That leaves fashion for Josh. Who does? It's the 90s. Uh, this question is brought to us by Simon Hood. Thank you, Simon. Uh, name this junk fashion style that was popularized in the 90s, characterized by pale skin and dark circles under the eyes of waifish emaciated models such as Kate Moss. I remember the look. I just uh, didn't realize there was a name to it. Could you repeat one more time? Sure. Name this junk fashion style that was popularized in the 90s, characterized by pale skin and dark circles under the eyes of waifish emaciated models such as Kate Moss. Junk fashion style. Oh, I am just not pulling it right now. Um, well, I'll go with uh, the fashion line made famous by Derek Zoolander and say derelict. <laughs> derelict is incorrect. You can derelict my balls, Josh. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> It's I from can, the movie. It works. I could dare leave my own balls. Thank you very much. Hi, <laughs> uh, Jeremy. Can you steal? The only thing it sounds close to is probably wrong, but it, it sounds very goth. So I'll say goth. Goth oh, I'm not is incorrect. Uh, this is known as heroin chic. Yeah, the hit being junk. Junk oh, is a nickname oh, for yeah. heroin, or it's a street name yeah, for heroin. I've never yeah. heard that before, and I was going to say garbage something, but I'm like, no, uh, I mean, it sounds very gothy, you know, like pale skin. I've heard makeup. that before. I, that. I wasn't going to pull it. Yeah. All right, that is the end of round one. Adam, what is our score? All right. Um, we have got not quite a runaway because anything can happen in round two. Jeremy has a good lead with 50, while Josh has 20. All right. Well, Jeremy got to pick first in round one. So, Josh, you're going to get to pick for him here in round two. What category do you want to give to him? I will give him fashion. <laughs> yeah, you will. <laughs> and it's the 50s. Ugh. Dreaded 50s fashion. One of the most handsome and iconic men of the 50s. Uh, I, mean, I was, was I in the 50s? Yeah, that's me. You know, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I had, I had to just do it, John. <laughs> Did you, though? No, you? I didn't. One of the most handsome and iconic men of the 1950s, what giant actor had an effortless fashion style with his leather jacket, blue denim jeans, and collars always up? I'm going to try not to overthink this and just go James Dean. James Dean is correct. 
Well, yeah, I, I would have thought like is the giant a uh, yeah he's or something that, he's a giant, but I think that's uh giant was one of the movie. was movie. his last movie. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right, Jeremy. Now you get to pick for Josh. All right, let's go. Uh, let's go slang. Okay. <laughs> it's the seventies for slang. Don't come a knocking if this rhyming named vehicle is a rockin'. Ah, uh, the shaggin' wagon. Shaggin' wagon is <laughs> correct. Yeah, <laughs> it's always a good time. All right, Josh, what do you want to give to Jeremy? Uh, let's give him food. Decade is the 80s. Introduced by PepsiCo in 1984 and replaced by Sierra Mist in most markets in 2000, what fruit-flavored soda was a piece of heaven in the 80s? Trying to remember what it replaced. I'm picturing it, and the can is just, like, blurred out in my head. Um, what was that called? I mean, it was a... Obviously, it was their answer to Sprite and 7-Up. Oh, was... God, was that what it was? Uh, I'm just going to go with it. Slice? Slice is correct. Ooh. Oh, good pull. Sharon, uh, like, what did we have in my fridge as a kid? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeremy, what do you want to give to Josh? Um, let's give him sports. Sports. It's the 80s. What Canadian sprinter won the 100 meters at the 1988 Summer Olympics in Seoul? lowering his own world record to 9.79 seconds, but was subsequently disqualified when Stanzazal was found in his urine. I remember watching this uh, in 1988. I believe his name was Johnson. Ben Johnson is correct. Yep. You had a Lucky Johnson question correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got a, yeah, I've got one of those questions that I need to uh, readjust, I think. <laughs> there you go. All right, Josh, what do you want to give to Jeremy? Uh, let's try and give him literature. Yeah. Just so you I can say it again. Say it twice. It's twice I, as nice. I was going to be nice to John when I said it because John's hosting the show. I appreciate you, Jeremy. <laughs> and for Jeremy, it's the 70s. In 1970, what group of museums and research centers started their own journals about the things that were going on there? Uh no clue uh, at all. Uh, to say the Museum of Natural History. Museum of Natural History is incorrect. Josh, can you steal? Uh, repeat the question, please. In 1970, what group of museums and research centers started their own journal about the things that were going on there? And when you say group of museums, really only one comes to mind. I think they do have a magazine as well. I'll go with Smithsonian. Smithsonian is correct. Uh, I didn't even think about that. Well done. Good pull. All right. Uh, Josh got the steal, and now, Jeremy, you got to give him a category. Left we have movies, music, TV, toys and games, and news and politics. Um, let's go uh, uh, try my luck. Let's go toys and games. Okay. And the decade is the 60s. What 1962 game from Avalon Hill, centered on the hunt for two German battleships. The game has some similarities to the game Battleship, with both players having a hidden map board and calling out coordinates to locate, to locate their opponent. I bet it's popular in North Dakota. Yeah. 
I'll go with Bismarck. Bismarck is correct. Good pull. Phew. I wasn't sure till you gave that North Dakota clue. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I know the game. All right, Josh, what category do you want to give to Jeremy? Uh, you know, let's let's hope for another Shakespeare uh, question and give him music. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the decade is the fifties. February third, nineteen fifty nine, also known as the day the music died is when Richie Valens, the Big Bopper, and Buddy Holly died in a plane crash outside Mason City in what state? Everybody knows those three. Yeah. And, then, and then you <laughs> threw it in, and I, like, oh, crap. <laughs> I just looked this up not that long ago uh, for a question uh, I was writing, and I think it was Clear Lake, and I think it was Iowa. Iowa is correct. Well, good job. If there's one thing I've learned, when Jeremy says, I think, it means he's going to get the question right. Like, literally, every time you've said that, you got the question right. It's one of those, like, it's in my head for a reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Um, this one was, I remember looking it up, and I remember it being Clear Lake, and that stuck in my head, and I'm like, now what state was it? <laughs> I've always remembered that because, one, Adam and I were born in Iowa. And also, I think our mother was born in Clear Lake, wasn't she? Uh, sure. I think she was. Okay. All right. Uh, I believe Jeremy's picking for Josh. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. I was technically music, right? That, yes. Yeah, music is gone. Okay. Uh, let's do uh, news and politics. Okay. The decade is the 70s. What company made the first jumbo jet? which made its inaugural flight from New York to London in 1970. Do I overthink this? Is it a simple question? I don't know. With, uh, with John, you know, I just never tell. Are you saying my questions are easier? <laughs> no, not are at all. Are you saying my questions aren't as good? <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Just, uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh Mr. Air Force, if you don't get this, I'll be a bit upset. I know. That's the other thing, too. You know? I mean, there's so many. I mean, that's that's why there are so many other manufacturers. I mean, none of them had combined yet. I mean, uh, Douglas, McDonald is still around. They're all separate. Just because it's so synonymous, I'll go with Boeing. Boeing is correct. <laughs> it was the Boeing 747 was the first jumbo jet. There you I go. get to keep my Air Force pride here. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, Josh, you got a pick for Jeremy. Uh, left we got movies, TV, and that's, that's it. it. All right. Uh, I'll give him TV, please. Okay. It's again the 50s. Actress Gail Davis got her guns when she starred in what American Western TV series that fictionalized the life of a famous sideshow sharpshooter from 1954 to 1957. I'm pretty sure Gail Davis was Annie Oakley. Annie Oakley is correct. All right, and that leaves movies for Josh. It does, and it's the 90s. What future mysterious MCU alum played Billy Crystal's son in the 1991 film City Slickers? I think this was one of his first roles, if not the first. But uh, that is, uh, ooh, that's, I'm pretty sure it's Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. 
or I say Jalen Hall, whether or not he says that, I don't care, <laughs> is correct. Yes, it is. All right, that is the end of round two. Adam, what is our score going into the final round? All right, what could have been a runaway has turned into a tight game here. Jeremy is still in the lead with 90, but Josh is right behind with 80. All right, well, let's find out uh, what categories are going to go into our final round. Jeremy, since you are in the lead, which category would you like to add? <sighs> you know, I'm just going to stick with it. It's, it's served me well so far. I'm going to go toys and games. Yeah, not a surprise. <laughs> the decade is the 50s. All right, and Josh? I'll go with news and politics. I knew it. It's, <laughs> you're consistent. Knew it. And your decade is the 2000s. All right. Or that so, decade, not yours. Everybody's right. decade. So, based on 50s toys and games and 2000s news and politics, go ahead and write down your bids. We've got a tight one. We've got a tight, tight game. What's it going to happen? Josh has 80. Jeremy's got 90. Do, do, do. It's a tight game. We, I, I've had a uh, tie, like a tiebreaker ready for a while. I'm not going to lie. Just to, not, not, not to influence y'all's um, wagers, but like, I'm a little upset. I haven't had to use a tiebreaker once in our tournament. Just throwing that out there. It's a bit upsetting. Maybe we're saving it for the final. Maybe the final <laughs> will be a tiebreaker and that'll be that. But just saying. At least you didn't choose fashion. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Yeah, me too. All right, let's go ahead and start with 50s toys and games. What 1955 alliterative toy with a magnetic personality comes with a wand to move metal filings around to add features to a cartoon face? 2000s news and politics. What were the three countries that George W. Bush proclaimed to make up the access of evil? While our contestants are thinking about their answers, I'm going to shout out our Good buddies over at Podcasting After Dark. Uh, they kind of are the dark shadow of the Blast From Our Past podcast that John and I do, if you will. We do mainstream movies. They do cult, horror, kind of weird movies. The ones that you watched um, maybe with some blurred vision on Skinamax back in the day or some other weird stuff that you might not have heard of. Podcasting After Dark is a fantastic podcast. Make sure you check it out. Uh, the hosts, Corey and Zach, are fantastic people. And they put on a wonderful show. So check out Podcasting After Dark. And I'm locked in. I am good to go as well, thank you. All right, let's see uh, what you wrote down for your answers to the questions. Josh, since you were behind, what answers did you give? Uh, so news and politics was a little easier question for me. Uh, I say that hopefully thinking I got it right. Um, but I knew two pretty much off the bat north korea and iran and i believe the last one based on the dates this was pre-invasion i went with iraq um for the toys and games i really didn't have much to go on just based off of the magnetic personality and the alliterative name i went with adam attraction <laughs> a lot of a lot of ladies out there have Adam attraction. I'm not gonna lie, it's, it's kind of a thing going around. I I don't know if I'd characterize one as a lot. Yeah, <laughs> all right. You know what? At least my wife likes me. Especially yeah, that's the name he yes, wanted to use as his porn name, but he couldn't get in. <laughs> all right, and Jeremy. Um. Well, for news and politics, I had the same three: Iraq, Iran, and North Korea. 
I, I seem to remember that coming up a lot during the Bush years and his speeches. Um, I thought if this is the toy I'm thinking of, I had one in the 80s and it passed on to my sister in the 90s. I thought it was later on, but the only one I could think of that had an alliterative name and a like, magnetic wand with like little metal pieces was called a Wooly Willy. Um, maybe it's a knockoff. I don't know, but that's the only one I know. So Wooly Willy is my toys and games. All right. Let's find out the answers in news and politics. The axis of evil was North Korea, Iraq, and Iran. And for 50s Toys and Games, the 1955 alliterative toy with the magnetic personality was Wooly Willy. Uh, good job. Yeah. All right. So, uh, unfortunately, no real drama here, but we do need to find out what the final score is. Josh, how much did you bid? Yo, I know usually champions bet zero, but Jeremy's a really good player, and I wanted to try and uh, get some points. Uh, I bet 11. All right, and jo- uh, I almost said Josh again. Jeremy, what did you bet? Um, well, I, I did. Being that close, I didn't have a lot of choice in the betting. Um, it was, you know, the the whole in my head champions bet zero, but if he had bet eleven or more, and I got it wrong, and he got it right, um, I went for the lockout and bet, uh, put seventy one. All right, Adam, do the math and let us know what our final score is. Well, with a final score of 69 <laughs> giggity to 161, nice. Jeremy is our winner today. Good job, uh, Jeremy. Good game, Josh. That was, uh, there's some rough ones in there. And apparently, I don't know when things come out, but it worked out. <laughs> well, Jeremy, can uh, congratulations on your win. Adam, who might he expect to go on to face? So, Jeremy, we have not uh, recorded that episode, but it will be the winner of our Michael Turner, Dan Lumberg episode. All right. So we're excited to find out uh, who's going to take that slot and then uh, hear Jeremy face off with them. Uh, Unfortunately, Josh, this is the end of your tournament run. The train has come into the station. Uh, It's a rough one. You put up a valiant fight. Uh, Any any, uh, parting words for us, sir? You two run a fine show. Thank you for having me. I'll see you next year. All right. All right. Well, that's Adam, and I'm John. This was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get.